Welcome to Point Forward Podcast. This is a guerrilla style podcast. I am driving in the car right now, so if I have to stop at any second, I apologize, but I will jump back on. Um, Mike Young has accepted a position to be the new head coach for the Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike is taking his great success of the last uh, 10 years at Wofford, and in particular this year, going undefeated in the SoCon and uh, almost knocking off Kentucky in the second round and becoming a seven seed in the NCAA tournament to um, take his talents to the ACC. I'm really happy for Mike Young. I'm uh, you know, sad for the SoCon losing one of its best coaches, if not arguably their best coach. Um, but, you know, this is the evolution for the most part of rooting for a mid-major basketball program. And really just any program. I mean, think about what Virginia Tech just did. They were in the Sweet 16, and here we go. Buzz Williams is off to uh, Texas A&M. So no one's really immune to it unless you're at Duke, unless you're at Carolina, uh, where you get these guys who are essentially there for life. Um, My thing is, and this is one thing that I'm kind of battling a few people on Twitter about, is look, when you are a coach in college basketball, you have... A couple things that you got to worry about. You got to worry about getting the proper players. Do they fit your system? Do they fit the culture of your uh, of your campus? Mike Young was at a uh, elite liberal arts college, uh, more more academically uh, stringent than Wake Forest, uh, more academically stringent than some some would consider uh, on par with Duke, and that may be a stretch, but. Think about it and think about those. Think about what what I just said. Duke gets players like the one and done variety to come in. I don't know how they do it. I'm not saying these kids are getting paid, wink wink, but we all know that there's a there's a unique dynamic underbelly of college basketball. One of the comments that I got on Twitter was yeah, he can recruit at the lower level, but he doesn't realize what he's stepping into when he come, when, when we talk about ACC and how shady the, the world is. Nobody knows how shady the recruiting world is more than mid-major guys because you're fighting for the same players. You're trying to tell John Morant, come to Murray State because you're wanted here versus you know maybe you get to go to Syracuse and Jim Bayham will see what kind of special talent you are. You're, the mid-major guy is the guy who is always constantly finding the Fletcher McGee's and the Cameron Jackson's and the West Miller guys who are finding Isaiah Miller, who got zero offers, who's probably an NBA prospect, who found Francis Alonzo. Everyone knew about him, but no one really pursued him. Um, and it's just it, it's one of those things, man, where it, it, it can't I can't say it enough that the Power Five world is very similar to the way we look at how we get our news in terms of, and I don't care if you're a conservative or a liberal, if you are a conservative, you watch Fox News and you get a bunch of uh, conservative talking points and you think that that is the narrow worldview that you live in. Um, and same thing with the same thing with MSNBC or CNN or whoever you listen to that's a liberal station. If you're listening to Rachel Maddow, she's giving you a narrow worldview from her perspective. It's opinion news. So let's get something out in the open right now. Power five recruiting is no different than mid-major recruiting because there's shady players at every level. I've heard stories this year that have has made me not give a shit about how people get their players because for the most part, 
I've found that almost everybody is has some kind of dirt on them. It, you know, and there, there are levels to this, you know what I mean? Like there are, you know, the, the type of dirt where it's a small infraction and no one talks about it, but it helps you get a player because it makes you, it makes them feel uh, wanted. There's that. Um, but so, so again, this kind of emergency podcast was essentially to address Mike Young will be successful at Wofford, not because he's going to be all of a sudden some shady recruiting guy, but because he's a first class guy, um, he is going to go into a situation uh, with Virginia Tech. Uh, listen, I just got this text from this guy, Pat Leonard. It's a, it's a lot harder to hire coaches from low major conferences. Let's see what he let's see what he wrote, and I'm gonna I need to respond to this fucking idiot. It's just a lot harder to hire coaches from low major conferences now that the NCAA has changed transfer rules. Like I said, he may be an awesome coach. Maybe he, he makes VT relevant again in a few years, but it's going to be a painful rebuild until then. See, this is where I uh, beg to differ. There are so many, so many ways to build a team through JUCO guys, through um, recruiting uh, quality freshmen. Mike will find some guys who people aren't going to consider ACC guys be completely solid and reputable for the first season, maybe win 20 games. And then next season, they are going to be uh, an absolute terror to deal with. Um, he is, he is not going to have any issues. Um, it says, he also said, I promise you VT's cupboard is currently bare and 2019 recruiting is already over. Our top recruit bail to follow buzz. If he recruits well next year, that means our best players in 2020 are freshmen. Well, Guess what? Um, I'm just going to keep a running list of all of these uh, VT fans who are blasting this hire. It's absolutely ridiculous, um, and it's it's shocking that it's shocking that guys like him. And I know Steve Forbes is on a short list for Arkansas, and I think they got Musselman. Uh, I think that's official. But it's it's amazing because these guys are quality coaches who can recruit anywhere, like. If you put if you put Wofford's team in the ACC this year, they are a top eight program. They are in that they are in that top half of the ACC, one hundred percent. They're a top they're a top twenty program in the country this year. It's a joke. So you're getting a guy who took a team that no one thought was a top sixty team in terms of like the morons that do these rankings, and they end up what I think fifteenth to end the season. I mean, give me a break, guys. Um, so anyway, listen. All I wanted to say was congratulations to to Mike Young. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sad for the Wofford community, some of the guys I talked to on Twitter, but you guys will rebound. I don't know if it's going to be an internal hire. I'm sure I'm sure you guys will do a, a good search of, of who needs to kind of come to you. And, and uh, you got a lot left over. So And, and I don't know if Mike – maybe Mike's taking some guys to Virginia Tech. I have no clue, man. And I, and I know that would be – that would piss off some Wofford folks. But I'll tell you what, man. Um, uh, Storm Murphy, Nathan Hoover, some of these guys going to – Gonna gonna follow over any other any Wofford recruits gonna kind of head to head to uh, to Virginia Tech because this idea that they couldn't play in the ACC now they get this opportunity it'll be really interesting to see and also really interesting to figure out if if the fans from East Tennessee State now that they know that Coach Forbes is essentially looking you know what I mean like listen I don't I don't. I'm not. I'm not shitting on them. I I've grown to love Johnson City. I I I, I it's a it's an unbelievable place to be. Um, have met some amazing people there. 
Uh, I hope to spend some more time there in the future. And so I just know that Coach Forbes, similar to Coach Young, is not in the same situation as uh, the coach in Greensboro here in, in, in West Miller and even someone like Furman with Bob Ritchie because these guys are young guys. I mean, you know, you got 35, 36-year-old guys who have ambition. But, you know, you can coach. I mean, shit, Roy Williams is what, 67? Just signed a 10-year contract. You know, Coach K, 72. Larry Brown was coaching SMU in his 80s. I mean, let's let's be fair, guys. If if you do it right, you can coach in college or even possibly in the NBA for 40, 30, 40 years. So rushing is not the situation. But for someone like Mike, who's 55, and now I believe Coach Forbes is a little younger than that, it's 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 about it's about that time to kind of start to look at something of a bigger job that can propel you to being in the conversation for Sweet 16s, for national championships, things of that nature, because those guys are that kind of quality coach. And, man, I, I, I would hate to see them go because I enjoy, you know, driving to JC and, and having an hour-long conversation with my buddy Steve Forbes and, uh, and, and driving to Spartanburg and, and with, my, with my friend Cy Alexander and having a great conversation with Mike Young and having him recognize my work. And these guys are just phenomenal people. Um, I just don't. I just don't believe that folks give them enough credit. So I'm going to jump off. Um, I, I just I just hope that uh, these guys get the credit they deserve, and I, I hope Mike Young just shocks the entire world next year and just has a great ACC season, even with some with a, with a, a you know a short short recruiting class. Get a bunch of grad transfers, you know, piece together some JUCO guys. And and you know play some play some Mike Young basketball and I'll and I'll be a closeted Virginia Tech Hokie fan if anything just to troll some of these idiots who are on my page right now. All right, y'all. Um, congrats to Mike Young and um, hopefully more news in the SoCon later this week.